Hello and welcome back to my channel. On today's episode, I will be talking about the uh, University of Kiel. Um, so if you're interested in applying for the University of Kiel for any courses, uh, feel free to watch this and share this. Uh, and I hope you find it interesting. Uh, if you're new to my channel, welcome. I make a podcast, uh, both audio and video podcasts and things that I find of interest. Uh, I will leave all the links to my social media as well on this podcast. Uh, description so that you can um, contact me for any any queries you might have. Uh, feel free to check out my previous videos as well. I, um, I'm a current medical student so my first series that I've done was on applying to university for both medical school and for like other courses as well. I did a master's in nutrition and an undergrad degree in natural sciences which was actually from University of Kew so I decided to do a video on my alma mater just uh, as an informative video for those who are thinking of applying to university uh, at Kiel or who are just interested in uh, a bit of history. Um, so yeah, let's get started. So here is a map of the UK. Uh, and the red pin here is where the university is uh, based. So it's actually really close to uh, Stoke-on-Trent. That's the um, local like city centre for the university. And this itself is actually the university um, area. So um, if I zoom out a bit, it's, uh, it's a fairly small university in terms of uh, buildings and stuff. It's uh, pretty much in one area, so it's called a campus university. Uh, and the village it's in is also called Kiel. So if I just click on Kiel here, so the red dotted line um, you can see here is actually the uh, border of Kiel, um, the actual village itself and it incorporates pretty much um, most of the, uh, actually all of the university. Um, so yeah, so if I was to zoom out a bit, um, it's uh, Kiel is in between Manchester and Birmingham. Uh, there are quite good train links from Stoke-on-Trent station, that's the nearest station to Kiel, uh, to Birmingham, to Manchester and to also London Eastern. Um, and Kiel is actually pretty close to the England-Wales border. You can notice the dotted line that the cursor is now following on the left here, and that's actually the border between Wales and England. So if you're ever in Kiel, um, do check Wales out as well. Um, just another random info before we join, Kiel is also pretty close to Alton Towers, uh, which is a popular theme park in England. Um, if you're interested in coming to visit Kiel, I would recommend visiting Alton Towers as well, if you have the chance to do it for it. So, I think it will be around one hour drive or so from the university to Alton Towers. So, not too bad. Um, so yeah, so let's get started with the university. So, the Kiel University, which is officially known as University of Kiel, um, was founded in 1949 as the University College of North Staffordshire. And it's approximately three miles, so around five kilometers from uh, Newcastle on the Lyme, which is the nearest uh, nearest uh, town uh, to Kew. Um, I actually talked a bit about the Newcastle on the Lyme in my previous video, which was actually on Kew uh, Village. Uh, so do check them out. But I will obviously talk more about the university and like the areas to go shopping and stuff uh, as we go further along in this video. So, um, in 1962, Kiel actually became uh, a university uh, due to the fact that it was granted the status by the Royal Charter. 
So prior to that, um, it was actually called University College of North Staffordshire. So Kiel actually has around 620 or so acres of land, so around 250 uh, hectares of land. Um, and it has a lot of um, extensive woodland, so you can see all the woodland here. Uh, so there's quite a few fish ponds. The spring pool wood as well, I believe, belongs to the university. And all of these mini ponds um, and lakes. Um, and this extensive land, well, let me just switch to satellite actually, you can see it better. Extensive land that also includes um, this bit here uh, makes Kew the biggest campus university in, in the UK. Now, I believe the land around Kew is growing ever so more due to all the different projects that the university has going, um, which means that you know, over time Kew would be a lot bigger than the 620 or so acres that they currently uh, currently have. Um, so it's a pretty rural location as far as universities go, uh, but it's a very nice area. So if you like to be in a rural setting um, and kind of away from like the amenities, totally recommend uh, Kiel if you're looking for that um, nice welcome break from the hustle and bustle of a major city. So Kiel was actually a passion project of uh, this gentleman called A.D. Lindsay, who was a professor of philosophy and master of Balliol College, Oxford, uh, back in the early 20th century. He was a pretty strong advocate of working class adult education, and he wanted to create this people's university. Um, and he wanted to create a university that would um, make, create um, graduates who from all sorts of background who were trained in the both the arts the humanities sciences and who could help uh, move uh, Britain forward economically and socially um, after the world war ends ended um, so you know he he talked about how um, Nazism and Second World War and the Great Depression as well as First World War uh, represented a breach in society um, and he, he said that, you know, part of that was caused by a failure in com communication among the educated people. Um, and he wanted to take steps to balance um, essential spe specialist and expert knowledge with a wide outlook and general understanding, uh, particularly in awareness of a shared cultural heritage, uh, especially European cultural her heritage. Um, so, you know, he... He wanted to have um, Kiel as like one of the first interdisciplinary universities, um, which you know, Kiel still has now. And he wanted to uh, create students um, who can um, have technical knowledge as well as have an understanding of political and social problems and of the values that, uh, and of the values that lie behind them, so they can help improve society after. You know, the world wars ended. Um, so the Kiel estate was actually bought um, by this Need family, I'll talk more about them in the, in the video as we go along, um, for £31,000 um, back in 1948. So this money was provided by the University Grants Commission that Lord Lindsay tried to uh, persuade and successfully did 
to provide a new uh, provide the money to create a college on new lines um, and the committee so that was the um, Staffordshire uh, the, the grants which they wanted to create a new uh, uh, a new university for the 20th century that could overcome the division between the arts and the sciences so they created um, an exploratory committee, so the commission uh, that was established by the Stoke-on-Trent Council, um, so secured some funding and ended up buying Keelhaw. Um, from its owner at that time, Ross Need, for about £31,000. Um, so in August 1949, the university was uh, university college rather was granted the right to award its own degrees that Lord Lindsay was passionate about. Um, so he came up with the curriculum and everything to try and create this new university, and you know his his gamble definitely paid off. Um, so over time, to try and increase more money, the university kept adding uh, departments. Um, so by 1962, when they got when the university got its official royal charters, um, they the university had around 1,200 students, and became known as the University of Kew, uh, due to the fact that it was in close proximity to the village of Kew. Uh, so this is Kew, the only establishment um, higher education establishment in the UK that's actually named after a village. Most of the others are either named after a city or like a significant landmark uh, near that area. Uh, together with Reading, Nottingham, Southampton, Hull, Exeter and Leicester, Kiel uh, was one, like, one of those universities that were actually created uh, in the 20th century. Uh, and Kiel, I think, was one of the younger universities. Um, so over time, um, you know, different, different um, Subjects were founded. For example, in 1974, the International Relations Department was founded and was one of the first institutions in the UK to offer a full degree in that subject. That still continues, I believe. Um, and then in 1978, uh, the Postgrad Medicine Department was created, but that didn't create a medical school. This would be a couple of years later. Um, However, in the 1980s, it started a bit in the 70s as well, actually, there were talks of um, funding cuts uh, which started to take place um, and Kiel was briefly considered to merge with the North Staffordshire Polytechnic, Polytechnic but that negotiation closed um, because um, the time Kiel had um, a population of 2,700 students um, compared to 6,000 students at the um, Polytechnic nearby, um, so a lot of MPs were thinking of possibly, uh, um, you know, um, possibly closing down Kiel to um, try and uh, reduce costs so that you know, most people can go to the um, Polytechnic instead. So, um, also in 1918, um, Kiel actually <laughs> became a declare uh, became uh, independent. So they want Kiel wanted some of the students wanted Kiel to be uh, independent um, due to the cutbacks in uh, expenditure. So the students at Kiel they were definitely opposed to the fact that there were a lot of cuts happening, um, and they felt that the trust in the British government uh, was 
very much portrayed. Uh, the students believe that the British government's proposal for education um, are an affront to the uh, principles and ultimate welfare of society. Uh, and the students themselves declared um, the Free Republic of Kiel, and this included actually uh, creating a passport at that time. Um, however, this rebellion was um, squashed in a sense. Um, but um, Kiel did actually manage to not be, um, not have any uh, cutbacks, um, as in like it was managed to be saved. Um, so one way that the university tried to save itself is obviously to try and create more departments so they can get more students in. So despite having a le less uh, students than the local polytechnic, um, the Keele University Science, Science and Business Park was opened in 1987 to generate more uh, sources of income. Uh, you can still you can still see the um, when you're going into Keele, you can see still see the science park, uh, which is this section here. So Keele Innovation and Science Park, they still have um, companies that. Uh, work in the UK, so quite a few um, chemical companies and computer solutions, um, and they provide business to the local area and uh, the rent from these buildings. They obviously help fund um, fund the the university as well. So um, furthermore, in 1994, the uh, physiotherapy school was open. Um, which at that point was actually a separate institution in Shropshire. Um, and in 1995, uh, Keele merged with the North Staffordshire College of Nursing and Midwifery to form the new School of Nursing and Midwifery. Um, and in 2001, Keele was actually awarded an undergraduate medical school partnership, a medical school in partnership with the Manchester University. Uh, so you had some students from Manchester Medical School who began taught, being taught in Kiel and finally in 2007 Kiel actually had its own medical school that was opened uh, and with the first cohort graduating in 19, uh, sorry, in 2012. Um, so yeah, um, and that obviously um, encouraged more students to come. 2006 saw the launch of the uh, M Farm degree program, so that's the Master and Master of Pharmacy programs. Um, so again, that was also a popular course um, to go more students from there as well. Um, I believe the healthcare courses in Kiel are actually quite popular. They're all often it's a wait list um, to join them. Um, so definitely a big big draw um, to the university. So, you know, the budget costs, they still continue to happen despite all these departments being open. For example, in 2001, the faculties of humanities and social sciences, they merged. Um, however, the German department closed in December 20, 2004 due to the fact that it was declining in popularity and funding. However, the university managed to retain its physics department despite having the same Precious. Um, so a lot of degree degrees cease to be offered in medical, uh, sorry, in modern languages, not medical. Uh, so uh, I meant modern languages. Sorry. Um, 
language unit, uh, language uh, learning unit was created to provide Arabic, Mandarin, Chinese, French, German, Japanese, Russian, and Spanish teaching uh, for both skills, students, and staff. Um, and if you do electives in these courses, you can get like an enhanced degree title, um, and that depends on how many electives you take. So, for example, if you did uh, Spanish, say up to level six. Uh, it goes up to level 10 in Q. Uh, level 6 is at the minimum and you would get a degree, your degree would be saying that you have, uh, so for example, a BA in history with uh, competency in Spanish. However, to get to that point, you got to make sure that you have enough elective spaces in your degree to be able to take a language elective. Um, I believe the university also now does British uh, Sign Language, um, so definitely worth um, worth looking into if you're thinking of uh, doing an extra language and you have the space to do so. Even if you don't have the space to do so, you can actually do uh, languages as an extra elective. Uh, I was able to do that when I was there, uh, but I don't know if this still is true now. Um, so one of the ways that Lord Lindsay, so that's the gentleman that had the idea to create Kiel, he um, wanted to create a foundation here to try and bridge the gap, like I said, between the arts and the humanities. And one way he did that was to create the foundation year program. Um, so initially, uh, when the university was started, students had to do a four-year program with the, uh, and they had to start doing the foundation year as their first year uh, or the point of entry year. And in that foundation year, students learned a bit of, um, you know, history, a bit of sociology, a bit of maths, a bit of science. Um, and the idea was to make them as, make them a well-rounded student. And once they passed that, they would then move on to whatever the degree was in. So moving on to history, for example, after doing the science foundation year. So this happened for many years. So most students who graduated from Kiel at one point in time did the foundation year as their first degree. Uh, sorry, as the year one, and then they moved on to like the three year degrees after that. Because um, remember, in the UK, uh, most of the bachelor's of bachelor's degrees are three years long; they're not four years uh, like in some countries. However, with the foundation year, they became a four year program. So the program was actually eliminated in 1998, but reintroduced in 2012 with new programs of study studies. So initially there was the Humanities Foundation Year, Science Foundation Year, Social Sciences, Health and General Foundation Years, and then the International Foundation Year and the Accelerated International Foundation Year was added to the Foundation Year courses. So that's like I think around seven Foundation Years that you can actually do now at you. So again, a useful thing to uh, look into. Um, however, the another entry criteria for them all differ. So I will show you the pages for the foundation years in the university website, so you can have a look in your own time if you're interested. So another bit to try and uh, gain more money, I suppose, um, or main, have more income. Kiel actually started having uh, sustainability at its heart of its strategy. So they, the university actually introduced um, a, a, a hydrogen, um, they uh, like a sorry, a low carbon energy park. That's it, um, which um, now actually consists of a lot of solar panels right here 
You can see the mouth. Uh, still being built, I believe, on this um, image. I think it should be done by now. And this um, low carbon energy plant, or park rather, sorry, is will create um, solar panel, solar energy to the university, and it'll fund all the buildings um, uh, in the university area. Um, so the Kiel, uh University also had a UK first trial to blend hydrogen into the gas network, and this was to try and reduce the carbon emissions. So this has now, I believe, been successfully completed uh, as of 2021. Uh, and the project initially started in October 2019. Uh, and it saw the um, hydrogen energy being blended, sorry, hydrogen being blended into the campus's closed gas network. And now it provides 20% by volume. Um, and this operation became uh, like started fully in January 2020 and has uh, safely supplied the blended gas to 100 homes and 30 university uh, camp buildings on campus over the last year. So basically during the trial all the campus users they uh, have used the hydrogen blended gas safely in their homes and they didn't need to make any changes to their existing appliances and it was reported that there was positive results from their ex experience. Um, and so yeah, so it was pretty pretty cool project, and they uh, the universities continue to do more. Uh, I believe more um, um, uh, research into other sustainable ways, and they've come up with the uh, solar panel um, network as well. So very cool. And lots of research that goes behind sustainability, and I think the university has actually got like a lot of grants and stuff to do a lot of work from it. And obviously, they actually have the land space to do it. So with all this like farmland, uh, so and, you know the 620 hectares, uh, sorry 620 acres of land definitely does help to an extent. Um, um, and the campus hopefully in the future will become fully reliant on um on just renewable energy and not uh, coal. So more expand, uh, more things have been happening in terms of expansion as well with the university departments. So for example, uh, in 2007, um, sorry, 2017, the new business school was opened. Um, so this is the Kiel business school here and it's actually called the uh, Dennis Coates um, building. Dennis Coates, I believe, is a local uh, lady to Staffordshire who um, I think it owns the Bet365 company, so betting company. Um, so this this building was named after her and her honour. This building on the map here. Um, so this build uh, this business school, so Q, uh, School of Management. That's it. They also work uh, closely with like regional business. Um, areas to offer first-year students who are on the management and business programs to have more opportunity to work on live projects. So again, um, helping the local community. Um, so it was part of the ethos that, uh, that uh, Lord Lindsay wanted to have. Uh, 
the university also recently started a veterinary school and I believe the first intake of students um, started back in 2020 so this veterinary school uh, is still being built on the map here uh, but it does it does exist uh, and it's in conjunction with uh, the Harper Adams University in Shropshire and I believe that uh, university is actually known for quite a lot of um, animal animal science um, and husbandry related courses so uh, and agriculture is also again uh, a pretty useful um, a pretty uh, useful degree to have and also uh, most people uh, very attractive courses for the university uh, in terms of income generation so yeah so that's just a, a bit of uh, interest uh, into the history into uh, kill generally. I will be talking more about the kill um, hole as well as we go along but first I want to show you a uh, street view before we can go into this. So this is um, the street view, uh, road view rather, uh, into um, kill and it's from the A525. Um, so this is one of the entrances into Kiel, um, and this is what greets you first when you enter uh, the university. So the first building that we have on our right here is the, uh, you can't see very well, I'm afraid, here you go, is the David Weatherall building, and that's where the medical school is based. So if you're coming to study in Kiel and you're planning to do medicine, your first two years, uh, of your medical studies will be spent in uh, this building and your third, fourth and fifth years will be spent in the hospital and the local hospital to Kiel is the uh, University Hospital of North Midlands or it's also called Royal Stoke Hospital which is right here. Um, if if you do have uh, things to do in first and second year of the hospital it's pretty easy to get to the hospital by bus it's just uh, one direct bus, uh, the 25 bus, uh, and that will take you to the hospital. Um, there's two bus stops in the hospital actually, um, depending on which one you get to, you just get off at whichever one. And one's right here, uh, and the other one's uh, just right here. Um, so again, pretty, uh, pretty conveniently located. Um, just a heads up about the street view, you might not be able to see all of the buildings, especially if they're still being built. Um, so for example, the Marriott Hotel has been built on campus now um, to try and house more, um, how, uh, house uh, people for like coming for conferences and for um, uh, the graduation. So this ho hotel now, it should be on this this land here it is actually built you can stay in it um, this is where the uh, Marriott Hotel should be uh, and the veterinary school should be should be down here um, I'm not quite sure. oh and that's the veterinary school right there yeah so that's the what the veterinary school looks like so the hotel is oh wait my bad I think that might be the hotel actually. Uh, let me just see. Yes, I think that might be the hotel, or like somewhere around this area. But it's definitely in this area. Um, that's the veterinary school there. I hope the, um, the street view in the future can 
uh, we will see better. Um, and this is the new management school uh, that I just mentioned, that's the uh, Dennis Coates Foundation uh, building. Uh, this, I believe, is a home farm and sustainability hub. It's um, inside these buildings are mostly um, like conference venues and uh, lecture halls. But there are like a couple of um, gardening um, endeavours that happen there as well. And I think the sustainability students are involved in creating uh, different like, plants. I'm not quite sure what happens there, but I just know that it's, um, it's, it's a lot of like lectures uh, and seminars that can take place in there. Um, and a lot of offices as well. Uh, it's not actually a working farm as far as I'm aware, but I know they, there are plants that are grown there as well in to try and create more biodiversity. Uh, this is just a better view of the uh, medical school. Um, it's a pretty big building. Um, I've been in there for conferences and again it's just mostly just classrooms and offices. Um, they have a specialist uh, cadaver rooms as well. I think they still do dissection IQ. But either way you can still see the um, um, the cadaver specimens uh, in order to try and um, improve your learning. Um, so yeah, but to kill, so these buildings on the left here actually house a lot of businesses um, that rent and again it's another one of those uh, money building uh, alternate source of income for the university. So it's the uh, science and innovation park uh, the university has. Uh, they pretty much form most of these uh, buildings on the left here when you come in. On the right here is uh, one of the accommodations, Barnes uh, Accommodation Hall. Um, this is also where the university uh, accommodation office is now, so if you, need, if you have any problems with the university accommodations that you want to report face to face, you would come here. You would uh, collect your keys from here as well, I think, uh, at the start of the year. Um, no, no, you won't. Uh, this is, I think, one of the places, but a lot of places that will be set up as well when you collect new keys. But you can come to drop off your keys here as well. Um, I'm not sure how much has changed since then. Uh, there is a bus stop in front of the accommodation hall, um, so you can get on. Uh, I'll get off as well, so you see access. This is actually the newer, newer uh, part of Barnes Hall. So the newer accommodation, they're mostly ensuite rooms, uh, this tier as well. Whereas the rest of the campus accommodation actually look like these, kind of like 19, 1960s uh, and late 50s style buildings. Uh, again, on the left here, more um, science uh, and business park um, buildings. And then we go down here. Um, the university actually also has a day nursery, which is right here. So for those who uh, are studying or are, are you know, lecturers in the university and have children, uh, young children, they can leave them here in the university um, day centre. Um, so um, pretty useful as well. Again, more um, more innovation centres on the left here. It's uh, actually a really big area compared to what you saw on the map. Um, so further takes you down to the main university centre um, and on the right here we have another um, innovation um, 
area as well. Uh, let me just show you here. This salsa house has quite a few different like chemists, uh, like uh, the the science um, related uh, businesses. Um, so they would they do like uh, experiments and laboratories to try and like find out find solutions. Um, I'm not quite sure entirely what else they do as well, but I know that they do like um, science uh, related jobs. They can work them. Um, so you come when you come to this roundabout. Uh, I shall go right first actually to show you more of the accommodation of barns, uh, and then you can see what the style of buildings looks like. Um, up here, it will take you to more of the buildings and also the sustainability um, accommodation. So it's basically for students who can live in this sustainability accommodation and they have their own um, uh, own uh, garden area where they grow their own vegetables uh, a lot a lot when word, where they grow their own um, plants and they have like their own compost center as well so one thing you need to know about the accommodation at Kew uh, so there's four accommodation there's barns there's Hallwood, Lindsay, Holy Cross and the Oaks sorry uh, five yeah uh, around five accommodation at Kyo, and uh, they are all labeled a to z so all the blocks you see on the right here so these are different blocks and they're all labeled a to z um so the for example this is block a to f right here um and then the others are all down here uh and they all cater for like different different types of housing that you want so for example, these uh, these blocks here, so G block for example uh, on the left, uh, actually let me just show you here. So K block for example, these are four bedroom flats on the bottom floor and actually on all four floors. Um, just an FYI, uh, the only um, accommodation that has lifts is the barns, the new, new flats that I showed. Uh, they only have lifts, the rest of them don't. So you will need to drag up your heavy luggages up there, just a heads up. Um, so these are actually four bedroom flats uh, that you can apply to live in. Uh, Kiel's pretty good in the fact that in your first year and your third year, you're guaranteed um, accommodation. So in your first and your final year, you're guaranteed accommodation. If you're an international student, um, you're guaranteed uh, accommodation for the whole of your course as well. Uh, and if you're a medical student, your first two years, you're guaranteed accommodation on campus as well. Um, so when you're coming to apply for, for campus in your final year or in your second year, uh, you can actually apply to stay with your friends. Um, if there's four of you, for example, you just have to come up with a uh, group name and then you add everyone's details onto the um, uh, accommodation website. And hopefully you'll be placed in the same flat. If there's more than eight of you, I believe the same group name will work. It's just you have to put down the names of three other people that you would like to live with, and the other four people in your group, uh, they will hopefully be placed in the same flat as you as well. Um, it's like it'll be just the other side. Um, so it'll be like, for example, you and three of your friends will be on this flat uh, here, and the, your, the rest of the four people or your friends with. They might be placed either on the opposite flat or the flat above. Um, so yeah, so pretty convenient that way. So these are four bedroom flats. So it just means that you share the kitchen 
uh, which you can see here, this is the kitchen here, and you share the bathroom and the toilet um, with your friends. So uh, from memory, the bathroom and the toilets have always been separate, so you don't have to wait in a queue to get to um, either either ones. So um, pretty um, pretty um, cool, uh, pretty convenient rather. Um, so this L block was actually uh, where I stayed in my first year um, uh, at the university. Uh, sorry, not in my first year, in my final year. Uh, and I think I was actually on this floor. Uh, if memory serves well. No, actually, wait, I was on the. There was uh, three flats on this on each floor. I was on the uh, other side. You can't see it from here. So yeah, I was here in my final year with my two friends. Uh, and uh, another friend as well, so four of us together in that flat. Um, I apologise for my random rumblings, I've had a bit of a long day, so <laughs> my mind's all over the place. Uh, medical school does that to you. Um, so these are parking spaces available um, for most people. To get a parking space, you do actually have to um, apply and you have to be eligible to get a parking space, so usually people who have uh, courses um, that need you to have uh, a car, so things like um, social social work, um, physiotherapy, even in medical school, nursing school, when you got to go for some placements, you might need to use a car, uh, because the placements you go in are not always accessible by, um, by public transport, so a car will be required, so for that you will need to um, have a permit and that allows you to park on campus anywhere. But the parking spaces are pretty limited and it is literally, um, uh, it, it's, it's a competition to try and get the parking space. So I would advise to get here early. Uh, I just wanted to show you this building before we uh, move on to the other parts of the university. This was actually built by one of the Ralph Sneeds, the Sneed family. Uh, I mentioned the family in my previous episode, and these uh, this is one of the five lodges that he actually built um, to house the estate workers. Um, and I think they're actually renovating this through the looks of it. Uh, this actually this road here is the continuation of the Q road that leads into the village, um, eventually into the village. Um, just there. Um, this is, is a wooded area uh, here, you can actually walk into it as well. And they got a bit of a nice uh, lake uh, on the left. And this again is more of the newer barns accommodation. I think these are ensuite rooms, which uh, tend to be the more pricier, pricier ensuite rooms as well. I don't think I can actually go into here, but let me just zoom in. So, um, further to the so you kind of can see it here. This building here is actually the laundry building. Um, it has, I think, around I can't remember the amount. I think around five or so, um, five or so laundry, um, laundry um, washing machines, and then around five to seven um, um, dryer machines. Words. Uh, those uh, you do have to pay to actually do your laundry. Uh, a queue. Um, so I think when I was there, it cost around two pounds sixty to around three pounds twenty to do uh, dry uh, to do to wash your clothes, depending on the cycle you wanna have. 
and then um, if you wanted to dry your clothes it's around um, it's around one pound and the laundry company that owned the laundry is circuit laundry they are known pretty much uh, across the across the country a lot of universities they're not the best uh, laundry uh, providers I have to say the machines tend to work but uh, that's also the fault of the students I would say because um, when you're overloading the machine it does tend to break quickly and when you have you know near enough thousand or so students using these laundry machines at one point they will obviously break um, so just a heads up about um, the cost of laundry I'm not sure how it how much is how much it is now how much it costs but when I back when I was at Kiel that's how much it costed um, you to pay for the laundry you actually got a card uh, you can get the card in either the sports center or the chancellor's building which is like the main uh, campus building for lectures um, and for seminars in that campus building um, you can get like uh, a prepaid one which you add some money on and it comes out, out with prepaid uh, obviously or you can just go for free and then you can top up depending on how much you want to spend for laundry uh, I would suggest topping up £10 initially it sounds like a lot and then like you can work out how much usage you have from there onwards uh, so circuit laundry is the um, name to go um, unfortunately I can't seem to get into the um, structure here or into the road here or I'll sh show you better uh, this um, building uh, which is to the right of well our right from what we're saying now to laundry is the uh, common room um, it's free to enter you just have to tap your kill card at the entrance um, all of the buildings now to get into uh, all of the like the uh, accommodation you have to use your card to get in but not everyone can get into the uh, accommodation obviously you just have to live in that particular block to get in um, this building it has uh, three three two two rooms sorry two rooms that you can sit and uh, chill in with your friends one room has a TV the other room had a pool table there's some toilets in there as well and kitchens too that you can go and um, uh, get a drink if you're in a plan to a movie night for example or uh, something like that um, behind the keel uh, sort of the barns common room was also the barns bar they serve alcoholic drink they're open in the evenings um, and you can actually go and host events there and um, also watch a movie because as far as I'm aware they uh, they have the um, the TV license to show you um, um, live TV so you know you can watch your football if you wanted a bit more private area or I we used to watch Doctor Who um, as part of the sci-fi society there uh, before we moved to the uh, university um, students room uh, union because that was a bit more quieter uh, this building is on the left here is the uh, Islamic society so for those who follow the faith um, this is the Islamic Society on the left here. You can join. Uh, Kiel has its own uh, Islamic chaplain as well. Um, she she was very nice uh, when I met her. I think it's Dorka Rubia. I think her name is. I'm not too sure. Uh, but she seemed really nice. Um, and yeah, so you can go in to like obviously pray and um, and they do quite a few events as well throughout the year if you want to get involved. Um, I don't know if you can hear the background noise in my um, in this podcast, uh, but I live in 
an area that's quite popular with students. Um, so the other voices you can hear in my podcast now uh, are just my um, uh, flatmates talking. The corridor is pretty echoey, so um, you can hear like most of the conversations, especially if they're standing in the kitchen. Uh, you can also hear planes going by every so often because uh, I don't live too far from the airport. So again, apologies for that. Uh, this structure here is a sports center, very 1960s. A lot of the buildings in Kiel are very much built in the 1960s. They're still durable, they just look kind of sad from the outside. I hope over time the university can develop it. Um, the cricket pitch is here, uh, as you can see this area here. Um, and then the rugby pitches as well. As far as I'm aware, um, the men's uh, cricket team tend to use this facilities more than the women's cricket team. But I hope that changes over time. In the distance is like the athletics uh, part. Um, also like the tennis courts are around that area as well. So yeah. Um, saying that, I think I've only ever been to the tennis court section once in my life. When I was at Kiel, which is kind of sad. Um, but I never really had the need to. Uh, so let's just go down here. Um, so this building on the left here that we're coming up to is called the Chancellor's Building. It's a pretty, um, let me get out of here, pretty, pretty big building. Let me see if I can actually get to the car park. Um, apparently not. So it's actually a pretty big building. Uh, I think the law school are based in here. The language unit are based on that section there that I'm pointing at the cursor. Um, it's, it's easy to get lost in this building. Um, and we have in the past as well trying to find the different buildings, rooms that we're supposed to be in. Um, they're all labeled differently. Um, so um, pretty, pretty easy to get lost. Um, here's a bit of you, a part of the uh, chancellors in the back here. So yeah, the School of Law is there, so most of it's like all offices, but the whole rooms are like seminars and for the bigger lecture theatres are also uh, in there. Um, I'm just going to show you the uh, sports centre, so this is what the uh, sports centre looks like. Um, here, um, you will actually have exams in the sports centre as well. Uh, and to get into the sports centre, you need to access it using your card, uh, student ID card, that's the only way to get in. Um, and then your exam will be in one of the holes um, on the left here. Um, just a heads up, it is a very echoey place, um, so you can hear everything that goes on there. Um, just more of the facilities that the university has to offer, so I think again, the I think the, the athletics trucks is actually the best section here. Um, I can't seem to access it, but obviously when you're there for open days, um, you can have a look into them. Unfortunately, there is no swimming pool in the university. If you want to go swimming, you will have to go into Newcastle under Lyme. Um, one of the sports uh, gyms at uh, Jubilee 2, I think, have a swimming pool, so you can use their facilities. Uh, there is a swim team for Kiel. Uh, but they don't use, uh, I think they go somewhere else or something. Um, this is another building, I think it's uh, it's called William M's and uh, you won't get a chance to go in here, I think it's just mainly for the uh, estate team um, to go. So yeah, 
So uh, this building on, on the right here, um, it looks like a house, this whole building, I think it's a converted house into office. This uh, is the Newsom building and this is where you will have uh, your counselling and mental health support. Um, there's uh, quite a few counsellors, they're always often oversubscribed, so you might be on the wait list if you are in need of any other support. Um, just an FYI, FYI about that. Um, so, um, I don't know how it works to be referred to the counsellors. As far as I'm aware, they're all counsellors, they're not psychologists. Um, but the, I have heard that there is a wait list for it. So if you were to go up the road, um, you come to more of the buildings. Uh, again, that's the back of Chancellors. It does actually quite extend into it. Uh, there's also a cafe in the Chancellors as well. Um, um, I think they recently renamed it. It used to be called the Refectory when I was there, but now I think it's at the Central Kitchen. They have some really nice hot food menus every, every day during term time. Uh, they are not open on Sundays, as far as I'm aware, uh, and they did do catering packages. I still, I don't know if they still do catering packages, um, but that only covers the uh, weekdays. For the weekend, you're pretty much on your own to cook food. Um, it's a nice task alone, um, but yeah, uh, the preparatory, they have really nice food. They used to have like street food menus as well when I was there. If you don't want any other hot food, you can also go buy sandwiches uh, right next door to the kitchen, there's like a sandwich area. Um, it is cheaper to pay by your kill card, so your kill card, so your student ID, you can put money on there and you can actually pay for food, so for hot food and for cold food in the, in the university uh, building areas. And they are pretty, uh, it's more affordable if you pay using your card. Um, I, say, I think you can buy groceries as well. I'll show you where you can buy groceries as we go along. Um, so this building on the left here, I think it's uh, Colin Reeves. It's where the uh, computer science people live, uh, lecturer sorry. Um, I've only been once there for a meeting. Uh, most of it looked like, again, um, um, Officers, but there are lecture spaces in there as well. Um, again, on on the right here, this is actually a lot of houses. So Kiel has a lot of like estate houses for um, people to live on. I, I'm not sure who lives on there, but I know like PhD students live there, um, like those with families. Uh, I don't think every PhD lives in their housing. Uh, I think some local people to Kiel as well live there. Uh, some lecturers as well, they live there as well, and I don't know what the criteria is to get housing on here, um, but I'm fairly certain like um, PhD students live there as well. Um, this building on the right here is actually the post room, uh, sorry on the left here is the post room, let me just get a clear view. So whenever you get a parcel uh, uh, that comes to you, uh, it'll be sent uh, to the post room which is right here. Um, the entry to it, to it is, um, the entry to the post room is actually here, uh, through, through little, this little, um, uh, route, and you have to show your kill card, they scan it, and then your parcel will be given to you 
uh, directly. Uh, you will get an email saying that you've got a parcel there. Um, so whenever you order things from Amazon, uh, it'll go go here. Um, unfortunately, you can't send any postal uh, parcels from here. You can only collect parcels. Uh, there used to be a post office, uh, but I believe that's not closed. Um, I'm not sure why, but that's a bit of a sad loss. Um, okay, so the back of this building is actually one of the newer labs that come up for um, the chemistry department and the forensics department. Um, let's see if I can get a better view. Okay. I think I'm going in the right direction. Okay, sorry, it's going right the wrong direction. Okay, so I'll just go down here to show you more of the um, campus buildings. Um, okay, so this. Can I actually go down here? I wonder if I can go down. Oh, I can go down here. Great. So this building on the left here is Leonard Jones. This is the um, the building space for the School of Chemistry, the School of Physics, and the School of Forensic Sciences. So if you're doing any of those three degrees, you will pretty much spend most of your uh, laboratory spaces in here. So uh, for School of Chemistry, Medicinal Chemistry, Physics, Astrophysics, Forensic Science, you'll be based here. I think for astrophysics and physics, you have to kind of go down the steps when you enter. Uh, chemistry and forensics tend to be in the floor above. Um, yeah, and all your lecturers for that call, for those courses are also based on there, so if you want to go talk to them, you go talk to them. Um, the building on, um, on the right here is the School of Life Sciences, so pretty much everyone ranging from biomedical sciences, biochemistry, um, uh, sorry, yeah, biochemistry, um, neuroscience. Uh, they're all they're all based in here, including the labs. Uh, the new labs were actually opened um, a few years ago, uh, and they're actually here. So this picture doesn't show the new labs, but they are here, and they are called the David Attenborough Labs. And David Attenborough actually came to open the new new buildings, the new laboratory buildings for the life sciences. Unfortunately, I did not meet him. I uh, was stuck in a lecture, um, and I still regret it to this day. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he did actually come to visit a couple of years ago. Um, this building on the left here is Dorothy Hodkins. It houses all the um, psychology um, lecturers. I think most of them live here. Yeah. Um, it's uh, psychology is actually one of the biggest schools for Kiel. Um, sort of the biggest draws to the university as well um, and this building as well has um, a big um, um, lecture hall as well so you might be in here for some of your lectures if you're not in Chancellors don't think I can go down here no uh, opposite this building is this here is William Smith um, that's the building for geography geology Sustainability, uh, if you're doing natural sciences as well, uh, the course directors for natural sciences are actually based in the School of Geography because they're, they're geography geologists, um, um, that's that degree that they did and that's what they work in, uh, but they are mostly based in here. Uh, when I worked as a front ambassador, I used to work 
for my school quite a lot as well, so um, I was based here for most of my time, uh, which is nice because it got cold during the times of the, the, the uh, open days, so uh, I felt happy being inside. Um, this building on the left here is Walter Morbley. Um, it's a fairly newly refurbished uh, area. Uh, this has, um, um, again, um, more seminar and lecture theatres. You do actually have an exam. In, uh, it's also an exam on here, so you'll be able to do exams in here, in Walter Mobley, so just a heads up about that. So the Sports Centre and Walter Mobley are two, two main places that you will actually do your um, exam in. Um, there's also another one called Lindsay. Uh, data that I'll show you as we go along, but that's actually one of the accommodations. Um, this building right here, I've never actually been inside, close more so. Um, so they are all labelled after like prominent people that helped with the, the development of Kiel. Uh, David Weatherall, for example, that's a medical school that was named after the Chancellor back in 2000. Um, so close uh, more again, I think, contributed to something either at Kilo, like um, or a scientist. Darty Hodkins was actually a scientist, uh, a chemist I believe, uh, and she pioneered, pioneered like techniques in crystallography, I think, uh, but she was definitely a chemist by background. Uh, fun fact, Margaret Thatcher, one of the um, Prime Ministers of the UK, first trained as a chemist and she trained under Dorothy Hodkins. Uh, but I do know that Claus Morser building is where the uh, Vice Chancellor lives. Uh, if you can see on this here, it's where the Chancellor's offices, sorry, Vice Chancellor's offices, and it's also the Humanities and Social Science Research Office. Now, so the Vice Chancellor of Kiel at the minute is uh, Professor Trevor McMillan, who I believe is a biologist uh, by background. Uh, so as we go further down, this uh, building on the left here is the chapel. It doesn't really look like a chapel, but it is a chapel. Um, it's a, um, I believe the stone was actually from um, the local area, um, Staffordshire Stanstone, I think. Uh, and the graduations actually happen in here. Despite having a manor hall queue, um, most of the graduations actually happen in, in the chapel. So. Um, so yeah, it's a nice, nice building. Um, fairly new as well, actually, I think, compared to the others. This is the library. Um, all the work that you see now is not happening anymore. This was actually back in 2015, this image capture, but this is the library. Uh, there are spaces under, uh, like in the basement as well. And they, during the semester times and also the Christmas and Easter vacations, the library is open 24-7. So you can go and study at 3 a.m. in the morning. No one's going to judge. You can study at like, you know, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Again, no one's going to judge. You can be there for 24 hours. No one's going to judge, but you might want to get some fresh air. Um, and they have vending machines. Uh, and I think they used was a. I'm not sure if that's a microwave anymore. Um. But people also order hot food. There's actually like um, spaces to go eat as well, which to be honest, during exam season, those get taken over by revision as well. But you can go and eat in the uh, eating places uh, on the basement. 
by the way, silent study is pretty convenient. You can go sit in the like in the section that you need to for your subject choices. Um, so yeah, so I, I actually enjoyed going to the library. Um, so yeah, so in this uh, library also houses the mascot who happens to be Herbert the Dragon. Um, yeah, he's, he's quite a cool figure. Let me see if I can show you a picture later on. So this is the uh, student square. So this is the Tree of Lights, I think, uh, and this was built back in 2012 to commemorate the um, 50th uh, anniversary of the university. Um, so just to point out, so some of the stuff, uh, buildings, you see, some of the shops you see on here don't no longer exist uh, anymore. So for example, this was the Santander Bank that was taken out um, some time ago. Uh, this uh, little quaint building here, uh, the shop here was the SD5 Fast Food. Uh, they got rebranded to On The Square and uh, I believe are no longer there. Um, this is a very expensive <laughs> grocery shop, uh, select and save, uh, when it does come, yep, there you go, select and save. This has now turned into a, uh, it was cost cutter when I was there, so select and save when I first joined, then cost cutter, then now it's a cooperative. I think they've actually taken over the, um, the whole space now when you can actually get some discounts for the cooperative. Uh, the pharmacy, I believe, is still there, but however, these two ATMs you had to pay now to withdraw money. Uh, the Santander one, if it's still there, was free to use. So the pharmacy is there. Select and say, very expensive, but you know, the, hopefully the, the um, cost, uh, the, uh, the shop that's there is a lot cheaper. Um, Blackwell's um, was the, the um, Bookshop, however, they are no longer there. They, after COVID, during COVID time, they've decided to um, take the business elsewhere. Uh, Costa Coffee as well has now been rebranded to another coffee shop. I think they've pretty much taken up the whole space of Blackwells as well. And this Martins was actually the um, area where you can actually go buy postage. Um, unfortunately, that closed down this year. And I'm not sure what's going to happen to it now. Um, the floor above actually belongs to the student union. Um, so these, uh, this is a long corridor and that leads to one of the... Um, you can actually exit the corridor like that. Uh, but one of the um, rooms for events is also here. K2 I think it's called. So it's a smaller room for like more smaller um, events. So this is what the students union looks like from the outside. Uh, there's like two entrances you can go into. This section here has like a fast food um, area here. We can get sandwiches, you can get curly fries, chips, cheese chips and gravy are a very popular night out um, uh, food. Uh, literally it's just, it's kind of like poutine, but not poutine because it's not the cheese chunks so they give you the more sort of like the, the grated cheese. Uh, it's actually surprisingly very filling, not very healthy, but very filling. Um, this is the other entrance into it, um, and this is where the elected officers live. Um, so like, that's the student officers that you elect, and they are all housed up there. Um, let me see if I can go back. 
Um, and that's where you would go and see your election officers about any issues you have with your education, with any other sports clubs, etc. Uh, and also this is where all the nights out events happen, so all the freshers events, all the um, um, society events and all they happen in here. So like I mentioned, I went to a lot of the science fiction society events in here because they had the TV license to show their uh, show live TV, so we used to go watch Doctor Who, um, and um, it's also a bit more quieter space uh, than the Barnes Bar, um, so it's easy to control um, the noise levels. So yeah, so definitely, definitely um, worth a visit, and um, again also built in the 1960s, so kind of old. Uh, so this brings us back to um, the main centre again, so uh, just to get to the main road. Um, if I can get to the main road, come on. Um, sometimes temperamental. So this building space is a, used to be a car park, uh, but I think the university was planning on building accommodation, however they've not actually done anything to it since. Uh, this little area here used to be called the, used to be the, uh, I think it's Darwin, um, yeah, Darwin building, was where the management school existed before they moved to their new area. So this now is their security live, so if you're security, if you need security for whatever reason, you will go here. Um, so let's go this way. So if we had gone back that way, we'll be going back to Barnes again. Um, so let me actually move this on a bit faster so that you guys can uh, listen to it more. Um, so on the left here we actually come to uh, Horwood, uh, which is one of the accommodation that's been here since. Um, so Horwood um, was actually built I believe in um, 19... I want to say 1957. Um, uh, just a sec as I try and find more about the uh, thing, but it's uh, again it's named after someone who helped with the um, um, like helping find and kill um, but yeah here we go so yeah uh, so Hallward, uh was built in 1957 uh, Barnes was 1970 um, so again they're all labeled A to Z uh, in terms of blocks, uh, that I believe is O block and as far as I'm aware it was not, has not been in use for a while. Um, Howard is also pretty conveniently located to the fact that it's really close to um, the GP surgery. Um, I'll show it to you on, here, on where we go. And also close to Students Union. So if you're you know, fairly drunk and you happen to live in Howard Hall, it's a pretty conveniently located accommodation. This, I believe, is the um, Z-Sheds, as it's called, so fairly like, cheap uh, ones, I think. Uh, and you have like five to seven people living uh, living in these uh, sheds, maybe less now. Um, so yeah, so that's what it looks like um, from the outside. Uh, they, the university does try and, you know, repaint um, the inside. Uh, on a regular basis, so they don't look as tired as they do outside. Uh, the GP surgery, oh, let me go back, is actually right through here. 
not quite sure what this little outlet thing is. Um, but the GP surgery is actually here. Uh, there also used to be a dental practice, but that closed down before I came. Again, not sure why that closed down. But the GP surgery is here, and it does actually cater, um, cater like the local village population as well. Um, so again, not not a. Uh, I actually really liked Hogwarts. That's the accommodation I lived in my first year. Um, and when I first came here, these two structures still uh, existed. So let me just go back here. Um, these two structures. The one on your left was the common room, um, and the one on the right was the bar. So again, they showed like live TV, and um, they were knocked down. So these are not um, like uh, permanent structures like the accommodation blocks are. So I think the reason they're knocked down and the university ended up um, building a car park. Uh, these telephones no longer exist. Uh, they were not there when I joined the university as well, which is quite a few years after the this picture was taken. So that's this image was captured July uh, 2009. Um, so more car park space uh, come as a result of these two blocks being taken down. Um, and there's also a lot of housing um, actually uh, really close to uh, the university here, uh, to Warwood Hall, and again uh, more of a, a public housing. So I think, like I said, uh, a lot of lecturers are lived here as well as uh, um, PhDs and probably people who worked um, in the um, the local region, also like for the staff as well as other staff. Um, so yeah, um, I never really went that way because it just kind of felt awkward to like infringe on people's um, um, privacy. Uh, this I believe is another of the lodges. Um, the law looks a bit modern, but this is one of the lodges. Um, let me see. And the Hallwood Laundrette as well was actually uh, through here, so it's just a structure there. Let me see if I can get the back of it. So, uh, that's the uh, laundrette, I think. Yeah. Um, so, again, more... Um, it was actually a really nice area to stay in. So, my when I first came to Kew, my accommodation was uh, this block here. And I think my room... Yeah, my room was this one here. D block. Uh, and my view was this tree, which got knocked down shortly after that. And I was kind of annoyed, because it was a nice tree. Um, the normal trees that got knocked down at Kiel due to, um, I think, some uh, diseases. Ooh, actually, okay. Um, let me show you this. This is the KPA, so the Kiel Postcard Association. Anyone can go in there. It's like a small pub and you get some really nice food there. Like, the menu changes every time and it's actually really nice. So, definitely recommend uh, visiting if you're there. You don't have to be a post-restaurant to enter, like I said, but, you know, some people go there and you know, they have drinks with their uh, lecturers um, so uh, make of that what you will um, because in the UK you actually call your professor by, by their first name you don't call them by their surname which makes it slightly awkward because um, you, know, they, you know they spend so many years doing a PhD and you disrespect them Especially when you're, you know, 18 and kind of half drunk, you, you know, I feel like I'm disrespecting them every time I uh, call them by their first name. Um, 
Not that I ever got drunk at university. I didn't. I was a good child. Uh, <laughs> so this is, I'm showing you the trees so and it's actually the back of the library. Uh, Hogwarts was pretty convenient to the library as well. Um, so this is the route that you would, uh, sorry, that's the route you would take to go up here. Um, that was the back entrance for the Union. I wanted to show you this building as well, which is the energy center. So, you know, when I talked about the hydrogen energy, this was like the main one here. I mean, one of the main areas there. Um, okay, let me show you Kill Hall. I'll try and make this quick, uh, quick, because I realize it's kind of a long video. It's going to be one over and 15 minutes now. Uh, this is Kill Hall. Uh, it's a 19th century manor house, um, sorry, mansion house, sorry. And it's grade 2 listed. Uh, was initially purchased by the Sneed family in 1544. The Sneeds were Staffordshire gentry uh, who prospered in coal and also were iron owners and brick and tile manufacturers. So there was actually coal in the local nearby village, Silverdale, to kill. Um, so in around 1580, uh, one of the Sneed families, uh, Ralph Sneed, he had built a large uh, Tudor style house here and then in 1829 um, uh, another Sneed inherited the house and he ended up uh, replacing like rebuilding the house with the current uh, Jacobian style um, house that you see now. Uh, this was built in 1851 and was designed by an architect called Anthony Sullivan who was pretty popular in the UK. Uh, so uh, one of the buildings that I said was uh, called William M's, which was in the sports center. William M's was a, a landscape uh, gardener at that time. Uh, so between uh, 1968 to 1970, he was in charge of landscape in the garden and pretty much added or enlarged all the existing ponds and trees uh, around the area to effectively conceal the farm thing, farm lives. Uh, so as I see, uh, saw you on the um, map, I'll show it again, the main natural feature of the gardens that uh, Ems created was the natural, uh, the wooded valleys with the ponds running southeast from Kew Hall to the Springwood, Spring Pool Wood. Uh, the pool in the wood was actually a hammer pond which served a forge and remnants of it can still be seen today, the forge, uh, if you do go for a walk around Kew Woods. Um, so at some point in history, so between 1900 and 1909, uh, the hall was actually uh, led um, led to Grand Duke Mikhail Mikhailovich of Russia, who was a grand a son of the Grand Duke of Duke uh, Michael uh, Nikolovich of Russia, and who and he was a son a grandson of the Tsar Nicholas I of Russia. So Duke, Grand Duke Mikhail uh, Michael uh, Mikhailovich and his wife. Countess Sophie von Marenberg, they lived here uh, and because they had a morganatic, uh, morganatic marriage they spent pretty much the rest of their life in exile in England, France and Germany. Uh, when they actually lived here they entertained quite a lot of guests including Sophie's father Prince Nicholas Willem of Nassau, uh, Prince Francis of Tech and at one point Edward Prince of William, uh, Prince of Wales sorry, uh, visited uh, Kew uh, Hall as well. Um, so, you know, the Grand Duke uh, Michael was a pretty popular figure for the ten or so years that he lived at Kew Hall. He essentially took up life of an English countryman and visited the local population. And he and his wife were very 
very popular and they visited the local school the village as well and he ended up becoming uh, getting the distinction of li uh, Lord High Steward uh, of Newcastle and Lyme Borough in 1902. Um, the hall was actually uh, requisitioned to the uh, by the army during World War Two, and at one point hosted the um, American soldiers and also like Polish servicemen um, uh, during that time as well. I'll actually show you another building that was that still exists from uh, the American soldiers' time. So the exterior of the house is actually made out of red and uh, yellow sandstone ashlar with uh, rusticated coins, and it's designed roughly in an L formation. And it's the style of it's a Jacobian revival, um, and it's actually three stories uh, with cellars as well at the bottom, uh, and you have a service wing as well. The interior of the rooms is like a mix of styles, like Louis the um, Sixth style and Renaissance, sorry Louis the Sixteenth style and Renaissance revival, and some of the works are also influenced by. Uh, William Kent, who was an English architect, uh, and there's also Tudor revival periods in there. Um, yeah, and the dining room now is actually used as the university common room. Um, unfortunately, none of the uh, like you can't really see much of the um, interior in terms of like the rooms how they look like. So, for example, this is the fireplace. It's one of the first rooms you see, and if you enter through one of the entrances. This is the library, um, the Italian gardens, I'll show you more of it, um, and much of the university, the Kew Hall now is actually used as um, for conferences, classes and offices. So you can't really see how the state rooms looked like at that time. The reasoning for it I believe is the uh, when the fortunes of the Sneeds fell in the 1940s, everything was auctioned off to pay for the death duties and the high tax rate. Um, so you couldn't really um, see much of the rooms and all of their glory. You can just see all these like wallpapers now um, that are in dire need of some um, TLC from the looks of this. So this is what the ballroom looks like, so it's mainly for conferencing now and for uh, weddings, again, so the library also looks like, um, so yeah, definitely recommend visiting. Uh, let me just show you, so it's a little bit of an L shape like you can see here. Let me just show you the um, back of the university. Um, so if you were to go up here, it will take you into the um, Italian garden. So um, you can see see the layout of the gardens that William Ems helped to create uh, on that side of the um, uh, accommodation uh, on the side of the uh, estate. It leads you to Keo, uh, to Lindsay and the Keo, um walled gardens as well. Um, you can see a fountain here which in during the summer when it when it's on it's actually really nice. Um in the distance there is actually you can't really see it properly here but the M6 the motorway six is there. Um it's a very nice quaint area to go and visit I would say. Very peaceful. Uh, there's a lot of seats down here that you can sit including this like 
uh, stone um, uh, enclave and enclosed I'm not sure there's one on uh, this end as well and you can actually exit the universal three here um, uh, let me just quickly take you down here. So this is um, the pond. The first pond on the left you see here is like the main big pond. You can go fishing them. Um, let me see if I can actually get to here. Apparently not. Oh, there you go. Um, you can actually like um, walk around this area. Uh, there are more walks down here as well, um, you can go up there as well. Let me just go uh, go up here and show you the um, the um, well. Um, it does come up. So the well, um, oh, here it is. Um, so this little housing here has the well inside. Unfortunately, the water is not very clean, so we're in drink from it. You can't access it anyway, but at one point when one of the Sneed members uh, fought in World War One, he wanted, he got food parcels and um, stuff from Kiel, because back then apparently the rich aristocratic men who fought in the war, they got like a uh, food sample like sent from their estate to them to feed them in the war. Um, so he actually got water from the spring. Uh, unfortunately, it's water's not very clean, um, and you can't really um, drink from it much. Um, there's also a little waterfall here as well that you can't see. Um, so if I was to go back, you would actually take me back to Horwood. Um, I just want to also show you the Kiel Clock House. Um, this is now where the uh, Chancellor lives. This is his house. Sorry, the Vice Chancellor lives. This is his house. Uh, I believe the Kiel Music Department is also established around here, uh, in this area. Um, this clock at one point stopped working. The rumour behind it is Princess Margaret, who was the late Queen of uh, Britain's sister. Uh, when she was the Chancellor of Kiel for a few years, she used to come live in this uh, housing here. And she complained that... Um, the clock was too loud, so they they removed the um, the clock, um, so it would not be used again, um, which was kind of sad. Um, but now I believe the university has actually got it uh, working. Um, cool. So let me just go this way. So that this is just uh, behind the walled uh, allotments. Um, you can actually um, um, choose to um, grow your own allotments here as well, um, as in like, um, okay, that's just a oh, uh, kill walled allot garden allotment. So the sustainability group, they actually do the, they grow like plants here. So some of the allotments are actually owned by staff members, the rest are all owned um, by the university, so you can go help in, uh, take the weeds out, and they grow quite a few different uh, plants and stuff. So pretty, pretty useful um, thing to have. Uh, let me just see if I can show you a better, uh, better view of the clock house. Yeah. So like I said, the music department um, exists 
uh, in this little bit here. Uh, music and music technology are the two courses I've taught at Kiel. Um, there was also an amphitheater at some point here, um, but that was an old quarry, but I think you can't really access it now. So once you um, go past Hallwood and you see um, Hallwood and you see the university, uh, the Kiel Hall, um, you come out and you go up this road, uh, and this is um, also part of the university um, building. Oh, they seem to have a new prosthetic and orthotics workshop um, now as well. And you go past like the university on your right here, so William Smith building on the right, and on the left we come up to uh, Lindsay Hall, uh, so named after. Lord Lindsay, so one of the founding members of the university. Again, these are uh, this. Um, I believe this residence was uh, built in 1964, or partly in 1964. Um, let me just see if I can access it better. So on the left here. Uh, before I we go into Lindsay, uh, this is the crime scene house, which is part of the forensic science program. Uh, as the name suggests, it's literally a crime scene house with a lot of like crime scene related things there. So you get a chance to do fingerprinting, shoe printing, um, in that, um, I've been there a few times about my degree, it was really cool. Um, really enjoyed those labs actually, they were some of the best, uh, best labs um, I've had. Oh yeah, Lindsay. Um, so I go through here. Uh, Lindsay Hall is actually really close to a working farm, uh, and you will actually smell the manure before you come in. Um, just an FYI. So it's um, even though it was built in 1964, this section here was is fairly newly built, and um, a lot of the rooms in there, actually all the rooms rooms in there are ensuite rooms. Uh, they are pretty nice. I stayed in one before when I. Uh, came to um, do the ambassador role for one of the open events in the summer. This is the farm here, there are quite a few horses, you know, you can go for a walk if you wanted to. I don't know if the estate's actually, the farm's owned by the university. Um, what is that? So this is what the um, accommodation looks like, so slightly better looking than what you, what you just saw with Barnes and Horwood. Um, but yeah, but still, still um, nice to stay in. Um, let me see if I can try and get show you. Um, okay, so Lindsay as well is where you would have um, part of your exams. Um, it doesn't seem to Google Maps doesn't seem to want to let me see it. Let's see if I can actually get you a better picture. So there are, uh, there's actually a pub in Lindsay Hall uh, that you go through. Actually, let me see if I can go through here. Um, there's actually a pub that you can go to eat in as well, Lindsay uh, Bar. Um, it should be uh, around here somewhere. Uh, and that um, the food they serve is also hot food, uh, also nice, and they um, also um, run events like quiz nights. Uh, you can also do an exam in Lindsay Hall as well. There's like a theatre area. 
um, that the Drama Society utilised, but it's also a, a small venue for exams as well. Um, so just um, just a heads up in case you are, are planning on uh, coming to kill your exam when you'll be there. So that's Lindsay behind us, and that's the chemistry school uh, and forensic school. Um, and let's go this way. Now, if you were to turn uh, right here, we'll go back to the post room with sports office and barns. This road is killed Drive, and it actually takes you to um, the village. Um, so this road is mostly consist of um, people like housing that was leased to uh, people that worked in the university. This house is one of the other lodges that was built by the Snade family. Um, again, more uh, flats on this side. Uh, this building here is a Holy Cross on the Oaks uh, on the left. Uh, so Holy Cross uh, was built, I think, in 1993 uh, in the shape of a cross and it was built to commemorate the um, the Knights Templars, the Knights Hospitalers who used to exist in Kiel Village. Uh, I talked a bit about them in my previous video, so do have a check out. And then this is the Oaks. Um, I believe most of the Oaks um, and Holy Cross are ensuite rooms. This is a wooden structure of a squirrel that uh, exists in one of the Oaks. Uh, in spite of Herbert the Dragon being the mascot for Kiel, uh, the main feature of Kiel are the squirrels. The many, many squirrels that exist on campus. Um, this is quite, quite nice actually. Uh, they are fairly modern accommodation, the Oaks and Holy Cross. Um, also, um, more on the pricier end. And they have a common room, but they don't actually have... A um, um, common room, but they don't actually have a a, a pub, uh, offer food. Um, I think this is another of the lodge that exists as well, and the last lodge down here um, is the um, is the one on the periphery of the uh, the uh, uh, Kiel University estate. It's actually a really nice drive. This drive, if this is in the summer. So this is the lodge that I wanted to show you uh, before we, um, yeah. And this brings us into the uh, centre of the village. Um, one of the accommod other accommodations that used to exist at Kiel as well uh, was the Hawthorns, which existed in the village, so right here. Unfortunately, that land uh, was sold. That um, was built in 1957 and housed like the first few students who came to the university, but that was sold. Um, sold by the university for housing development so you can't really see much now i think you can see street view of the university uh at the previous accommodation hawthorne so that's what it look, they looked like um but unfortunately this does not uh, exist now uh, and um yeah um small new houses um so yeah so that's just a uh, accommodation input into um, the university. Uh, let me just show you um, where the um, American soldiers are stationed, the, the buildings that still exist uh, now. So, um, 
think I've mentioned this in my previous video as well. These two buildings, uh, they are from when the American soldiers had, um, were right here in the, um, um, in the university during the World War times. Uh, these are two bungalows. Uh, the one on the front here is now used for teacher training, and the one on the back here was initially used by the foundation year uh, staff, uh, but I think they've now moved on to a different different building. So it's um, so yeah, uh, it's up for now. Uh, so in the interest of time, you can see that this video is going to be more than one hour and thirty-two. Uh, minutes. I'm just gonna show you quickly uh, some of the spring, the woodland areas, all the walks you can go into. Um, you can actually walk into quite a good part of it. So this is what the woodland area looks like. Um, and I would say if you have an imagination and like to direct movies, honestly, this place is great to film like uh, some sort of horror zombie movie. Uh, great place. Uh, there's a lot of like different lakes and makeup and uh, mud. There's a lot of mud, so if you're coming to kill, bring your walking boots. Very useful place to be. A uh, film, uh, a movie, <laughs> either a sci fi or a horror movie. Uh, okay, this is the university website, uh, kill.ac.uk. A lot of the information that I've just mentioned now is actually from. Um, from the website and also from Wikipedia. So this is just a bit of information about the foundation here. Uh, if you are thinking of doing it, um, this is like some of the criteria uh, for foundation here. So usually uh, students who don't have the grades for direct entry, perhaps they're a mature student who are returning to education or returning to education from a break. So mature students are anyone over 21, I believe. Um, and people who want to do a different subject um, prior to the whatever subject they want to do. Um, and like they want to try the foundation year before they commit to the real course, they might do a foundation year at Q. Um, so you can do like, quite a lot of different um, different ones like business, health, humanities, science and social sciences. I believe it looks like they've gone rid of the um, um, uh, um, rid of the international foundation here as well. Uh, so for example for this uh, science foundation here route this is just some of the um, entry requirements I might have to do if you want to get onto the course uh, but again more um, more um, info can be found on the website um, if you want to delve more into it. Um, there's also an accommodation link, so this shows all the accommodation uh, that the university has, uh, including the fees, um, so accommodation types, so Barnes Hall, Lindsay Hall, Hallwood, so if I was to click on Hallwood for example, um, it shows you a video of all the uh, things that are Available. It is a bit outdated because obviously not all of the um, rooms are there. This shows you the price range, for example, per week, um, and like you know, ensuite rooms if you wanted, occupancy period. So 37 weeks pretty much covers um, both the semesters, the winter holidays, and the Easter holidays. Um, 
40 weeks and 51 weeks you also cover more of the summer route. Uh, this tells you all the sharing ratios you have. Um, obviously it varies depending on who you have. Uh, I lived in D block when I first moved here as I said so there were 23 rooms with 10 to 13 people per bed bathroom and 23 per kitchen. Um, when I lived in, uh, I also lived in Hall Hawthorns so my second year uh, before I uh, moved to Bounds. Um, Hawthorns was the old accommodation that the Keele University had. We had 25 people living in that uh, area. Uh, and they had two showers, 10 uh, shared the shower at the top, so it was all 10 girls, and then the 15 were all boys and they had their own uh, on, um, uh, sharing ratio uh, for the bathroom and we shared the kitchen. So this is some of the pictures of what the rooms might look like. Uh, some of them also have a wash basin in their room. The one I had um, had a wash basin in the room in my block, so it made it convenient when I'm you know, in the mornings when the bathroom was busy. Uh, there were two showers and two toilets in my bathroom. Uh, it's in my floor, and we also had a bathtub, which I think doesn't exist anymore. Um, but yeah, it's just like the sink was pretty convenient when you wanted to like quickly brush your brush your teeth and you um, went. Uh, now, I would say depending on your, um, um, like the, how you choose accommodation really depends on whether, like how much you want to uh, pay for the year. Uh, they do go up in fees every year, uh, I'm not gonna uh, lie. Um, so this is what uh, the rents start from, um, yeah. So minimum is £41,000 uh, per year. When I first started, I think it was around, it was a lot less than that, like £35,000. So yeah, just uh, just a heads up about how they, how much accommodation uh, do cost. 51 weeks is convenient for those who are um, uh, thinking of uh, Staying there for most of the time, so this is convenient for postgrad students, or for both masters and for um, PhD students. So just um, just a uh, um, heads up, and also for like nursing and midwifery students who need to use accommodation for the vacation. Um, usually after first year, people tend to move into the local area for housing. That tends to be cheaper, but the contract lengths are a bit longer, so it's up to you. Like what you prefer and what your fees is obviously your fees are about um, applying. Uh, before I finish this video I actually wanted to show you something about the uh, one of the museums that's actually in the university. Uh, so this is the uh, Raven Mason collection so it's a collection of uh, pottery uh, ceramic um, collections that exist. So the pottery is local area to where the university was. Um, it was a um, they made ceramic pots. So the Mason collections is from this family called the Masons, who were um, they made china basically, uh, like ceramic pots uh, using prints that were being uh, using prints and ceramics that were imported from China and Japan. And they had quite a lot of like different um, patterns. And some of the um, vases and ceramic stuff can still be um, found today. And they had a couple of um, 
couple of uh, how to say um, pottery um, factories around the area, and um, eventually the the Mason family did go uh, bust. Uh, but however, the university keeps on to some of the collections. And you can actually go visit the collections during certain times as well, so you can say the schedule on the um, on, online on the website. Um, usually during um, um, the um, usually during like the open days, the um, the uh, collections are open, um, so you can have a look and you can find out more info about the uh, pottery collections as well. Um, and they are they are pretty fascinating. I used to volunteer there um, before as well, and um, it was pretty nice. And it's only two rooms, and it's actually free to uh, free to enter. Uh, let me show you where it is. Uh, it's actually situated in Q Hall, um, and it's uh, on the upper level. So when you um, let me just get you a better view here. So the museum is actually on these two rooms. So when you go up through this cor up uh, this entrance, you go up and they are on the door to your right and it literally says Raven Mason Collection. So when you go in here, you can go through them in the uh, venue is open and that will take you into um, into the collections. Um, and I highly would recommend visiting this especially since it's free. Um, you can see a lot of like different pottery collections uh, that still you know are in pretty good um, condition. So the museum actually opened in 1993 when the Raven Mason family, they were like the um, eventual like owners of the Mason collection. They uh, donated the um, ceramics to the uh, university um, as they had. Um, no immediate family to um, pass on the um, pass on the um, um, stuff. Uh, so yeah, definitely, um, definitely um, would recommend visiting. So yeah, so this is just a bit about the university website. If you go under the study section as well, you will find all the um, courses that the university has, both postgrad and um, undergrad courses as well. Um, you can talk to students as well using the chat options, and you know these are some of the they they have a lot of different courses that um, provide good um, good quality education. One of the things that Kiel's known for is the the dual honor program that they have that can be quite random. So for example, you can do a dual honors in chemistry and environmental science. Uh, though they are linked, sometimes you might think, oh, how is it uh, related? But you know, com you can also do, for example, computer science and music production, you know, two very different degrees. But that's the whole point of the idea of Kill to uh, allow students to do um, degrees that you know benefit the um, benefit the local area. Um, so you know, the university has a lot. Uh, in terms of that, um, so definitely, uh, definitely recommend looking into Kiel if you're thinking of doing some unusual combination. Um, however, if you are wondering 
well, doing medicine, because obviously I'm doing medicine as a degree, I would highly recommend doing either the um, biology courses or either biology um, and chem biochemistry and chemistry is a good course to do, biochemistry as well, or biochemistry and biology, because uh, you want to be able to cover quite a lot of like chemistry and biology in your degree. So any of the dual honours that you can think of doing that's medical related, so chemistry, uh, there used to be a chemistry and human biology course actually, I'm still taking it out now, um, I could be remembering it wrong, uh, but definitely recommend doing biochemistry or uh, biomedical sciences at Keogh because um, it would definitely help you uh, with the prior knowledge for uh, medicine as well. If you are entering medicine at Keogh as well again look, um, look at their entry requirements as well. Um, they are pretty um, pretty strict with their so usually A's and A stars. Let me just look into this quickly. Um, 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 so yeah, so again, you can take probably before you apply. So um, yeah, uh, A star AA or AAA plus EPQ. Great. So definitely. Um, uh, a high threshold. So, um, yeah, do your research thoroughly if you want to study at Kiel. It is kind of in the middle of nowhere, like I mentioned. However, it is very nicely linked to places. Um, Stoke-on-Trent's the nearest train station. You can get one direct train to Manchester. It takes about 40 to one hour, 40 minutes to one hour journey, uh, if, depending on the train you take, whether the slow train or the fast train. Birmingham takes just over an hour to visit from uh, Kiel, um, still gone trend rather, uh, and uh, it's, they have nice Christmas markets you can attend. Uh, there's a direct train from Stoke on Trent to London, Euston, um, and also Crewe stations, another close station to Kiel. Uh, there's also one bus from the Crew uh, from Kiel that takes you to Crewe, so that's the number 85. That also goes into Newcastle and Lyme bus station. And from Crewe you can take a train to Chester, which then lets you get lets you go into Wales. Um, for shopping areas, you would take the one bus from Kiel, so that's the number 25, Potteries uh, bus uh, company. And that would uh, actually the last stop before the uh, city before Newcastle Mar uh, Market Town uh, would take you into Aldi and Morrison. So those are your two. Um, so supermarkets, um, and you would go there and uh, do your shopping. You don't actually have to go into the city into the town centre if you don't want to. Um, you can also find quite a lot of restaurants in Newcastle, quite a few shopping areas. So they have like um, next, I think, uh, quite a few um, restaurants as well, like I mentioned. Also, uh, hotels for those who want to stay. Uh, for open days, travel lodges are closest. Uh, it's near Lidl. There's also a Sainsbury's, but that's kind of a bit of a distance from the university, so you would definitely need a car for that. Um, and then the hospital, like I said, is also on the bus route, uh, on the 25 bus route. Um, you don't have to get off the bus at the bus station in Newcastle. Uh, Underline, you can literally just take it straight to the um, uh, hospital. And the bus will also take you into uh, Hanley, which is at the nearest uh, big 
nearest city as opposed to um, to kill uh, um, Hanley forms one of the places that forms Stoke-on-Trent. Uh, this uh, shopping centre in Hanley, the Potteries, they have some of the bigger uh, shops like Primark, TK Maxx, um, like other uh, stuff that you might want to, um, might be under interest of the kid, uh, to students, right? Um, also like Forbidden Planet if you like um, that kind of like gaming stuff. Uh, escape Room, so it's, there's a bit more going on in Stoke. Um, also, some clubs are there as well that are pretty decent. Uh, in terms of clubbing, uh, like I said, you can go into Newcastle or Hanley for it. Uh, the university itself also has like club nights in the Sorens Union. Um, again, it's up to you depending on what kind of things you like. Uh, if you wanted to see what kind of things the university had, uh, keelsu.com is the place to go for all your events and tickets for... Um, club nights and they have a lot of like um, nightclub events that you can do um, um, that you can get involved in so the, the pub big quiz nights they're quite fun uh, K-pop uh, is a big thing now as well in um, in um, Kiel um, and then uh, there are also free events that you can do as well if you don't want to uh, pay for any of them, so like, you know, Crafternoons, that that used to be pretty regular when I lived there. Uh, you can also do taster sessions for different sort of sports clubs that the university has, those are often free, and then you do have to pay for the semester or for the year for if you want to get involved in the sports clubs. Um, the price varies depending on what sport you want to go to. Um, if you want to check out, um, like, uh, for example, the university has an advice column as well, uh, so ask, so that's the uh, advice and support at QSU, so it's an independent service and they give you info on like housing, uh, they can read um, contracts as well for you if you wanted to, um, so like that's the accommodation contract um, that you can ask them to read through to make sure that you're signing a con like a good contract. Uh, they also provide academic um, um, academic uh, um, things as well, academic uh, services. If you're, you know, if you're confused about something and you don't want to ask your tutor uh, because you you don't know them very well, ask or you want independent advice, um, ask a good one to go to. Um, this page, Get Involved, has uh, information about the athletic union. So that's the sports clubs at Kiel. Um, that you can get involved in. They have quite a few sports clubs. Um, so, yeah, and things from like American football, which I believe is just the men's at the minute, archery, badminton, all the way down to women's rugby, uh, women's cricket, um, and yeah, snow sports as well. It's quite a few different things you can get involved in. Uh, if you're interested in like welfare and political stuff, you know, there's political uh, societies as well. If you want to start your own um, own um, club, you can do so as well. I was part of the uh, Kiel Sci-Fi Society, we were called Skiffy. I think they're not running anymore um, because you need to have three people running it. Um, I think uh, my final year was at the last year that uh, people were running it. Um, I don't think, I've not really seen much, um, much uh, 
interest uh, these days, but yeah. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few different things that you can get involved into, so if you want to run your own uh, com uh, society, you can get involved and yeah, and have fun. Um, so yeah, so that's just a bit about the Shrun's Union. Um, they also have like shops and services. Uh, it's like a print house, like printing place that you can go and print out any posters or in your dissertation that you wanted to do. Um, in the university itself, they have their own like bar. Again, provides food, uh, hot food, uh, both at the bottom uh, of the SU also on, and also on the first floor uh, of the um, of the university. You can actually like book your own room in the SU as well uh, for free. That's what we did for the Sci-Fi Society. We used to book out the rooms every every Sunday. They have an online shop that you can um, buy things from like merchandise or clothing, teddy bears, memorabilia, etc. Um, that you can think of. Uh, I just saw this and I just remembered something actually. Uh, Staffordshire Oat Cake. Uh, it's a bit like a pancake but it's actually made out of oats and it's actually um, uh, it's a, it's a flavoury crepe kind of thing made out of oats. Um, very popular in that region. I've had it with hot uh, cheese before and it was very nice. Another thing I want to show you um, quickly is the way to go shop. Um, it's pretty convenient. You just um, purchase whatever you want uh, and you then weigh it and you bring your own like containers uh, so you're reusing it. Uh, so you're not, and you can buy stuff, way to go, uh, things that are also like uh, glass containers. And it just means that it's um, more eco-friendly, energy efficient as well because you're not um, buying, um, you're already like, bringing your own containers, you don't have to pay for, uh, uh, for uh, containers that have been there. Um, and you also, you can buy things like cereal, dried fruits, grains and pastas. It's a fairly small shop, um, but I'm sure with, the, with time they'll actually like uh, get um, uh, popular. So you just weigh out how much you need and you pay for that accordingly. So very, very useful uh, and also to prevent waste because you're just buying how much you need. Um, so you can also buy like uh, liquid soap and detergent that are vegan friendly as well. So yeah, that's just a bit about the uh, Students' Union and um, you can look more into about um, what the Students' Unions do and what kind of work they do. So they, they it's basically they benefit the students and will help solve any problems that you might have with the university um, in terms of like uh, academic complaints, or, like disability complaints or housing complaints. Uh, so they're there to help you and make sure you enjoy your time at Kiel. Um, so yeah, so that's just a bit about the Kiel University. I apologize that this uh, video is going to be quite long. Uh, I did it in a way that would make editing a bit uh, difficult, um, but however, you still find it a bit useful to um, listen to my voice and talk about the university. I will link, leave out all the links um, that I've used so far to get my information so you can access them in your own time as well. Um, so yeah, that's it from me for today and I will see you next time uh, for my future episodes. See you guys later.